That was a good cookie, right? That was good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film, Film Hustlers. Hustlers. There we go. <laughs> I love, you almost forgot, didn't you? No, I did not. I love the new name, though. Good. I, I think people are loving the new name. Yeah. I'm eating a cookie, if you're wondering. I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie. Is that an edible chocolate chip cookie? Yeah, it's delicious. They're delicious. Um, it'd be funny if they had, like, remember when you were a kid and mom would put out, like, the fruit that was fake? Did you guys ever do that? Yeah. Yeah. What if there was fake cookies? That'd be, that'd be mean. I have yeah. those. My six-year-olds <laughs> use them all the time. And they're, and they're like, Oh, for their kitchen? kitchen? Yeah, I had one this morning with a fake glass of milk. <laughs> Jesus. Keeping the calories off. Hey, well, I'm excited about this season. It's our fourth season. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of... We're going to be doing something different this season, which I'm really actually excited about. We're going to be raising money for our own film. Um, you know, for a couple of years, we've been telling people how to do it and what to do and get inspired and get inspiring people on the show. But the truth is, is that unless you show someone how to do it, you know, almost like it's almost like the people that are listening to the show are interns, right, on a show. And we're going to show, they're going to be involved in every aspect of what we're doing. Right now, on this show, we're going to do a pitch fest, basically. So the three of us are going to pitch uh, ideas. Yeah. And then we're going to decide which idea we want to produce as a short movie. Or uh, a feature. Or a depending, feature. Depending. Depends. Right, Davey Dave? I like that. But look, I, look, one thing that I think... As a good conversation, if you're a filmmaker, and we should have it, is there's a difference. There's, and I don't know, I've met a lot of filmmakers and I've known a lot of filmmakers, young filmmakers, all people that are excited, they want to do their movies, they want to, you know, they're going to do a feature. Why? The explanation is because why do a short when really it's the same amount of energy to do a feature and, and I can, I have the money and it doesn't matter because I'm getting everything for free. That's fine. But my argument continues to be if you're doing a seven minute movie and let's say you're doing two pages a day, two, four, six, that's three days, three and a half days. Um, you can make a great movie, have everyone take their time, have every actor relax, have the director really work with the actor and get your scene to be like this superb scene, right. have all kinds of takes for it. Or you do a full feature for a million dollars, which is now 80 to 90 pages, 90 minutes worth of, of work. You do the math. If you do 90 pages over how many days? 10 days? That's nine pages a day. You're going to have time for nothing. Days. Let's do 14 days. You're going to have time for nothing. Okay, let's say you do 15 days. You're still doing six pages a day. That's yeah. still a truckload of pages to shoot in one day. I it's think a it lot depends of pages. On, the, on the script, too. Right. Are you just going to sit people at a table and go like, okay, yeah. shoot David Dave, shoot you, shoot me for six pages? It's going to be boring. No, but you can utilize your your uh, environment. Like, okay, let's go into the garage. Let's go in the backyard. I mean, how many how many locations did you have on that last Christmas movie you did? Not a lot, and you did that in fourteen days, right? Yeah, but I was outside. I had a stage show. I had a redo of a I, barn. I had choreography. I had dancing. Yeah, I had exactly. music. You had dancing, choreography. You had to deal with the elements. I also had millions of dollars. How much did you have for that? And I had a Two? bunch of crew members that all had worked with me in the past. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and 
Then we no, had, look, had a director who worked super fast too. So yeah. why force yourself into a situation where you know that you won't be able to do like quality work? Because at the end of the day, and I'm not, this isn't a knock on filmmakers that make movies for a million dollars. I'm not trying to say anything negative. I'm just trying to say that I've never met one that has been happy with his million dollar movie. I've never met one that doesn't give excuses for why it doesn't look great. So the million dollar movie, he should take the million dollars and do a short is what you're saying. No, I say take 250 and do a short. And take 150 <laughs> and do a short. Like leave the million dollars in an escrow account. Yeah. Prove that your movie is going to be absolutely watchable to the point where people are going, oh my God, this has to be a feature. And I'm talking about not your tia and your tío telling you that yeah. your movie should be a feature. Like an executive coming to you and going like, dude, can you turn this into a feature? I'll give you $10 million to do so or $7 million or $6 million. Um, Because it happens, right? It, I've named, I've given lots of examples. Anything Saw. in the last like Saw. 20 years? Yeah, Saw. Yeah, Saw. Um, was 20, Saw 20 years ago? That was like 20 years ago. Maybe, me. maybe, but it was. <laughs> it's still terrific. You got Saw, you've got, okay, Whiplash was within the past 10 years. Yeah. Sling Blade, that's over 20 Sling Blade years. was over 20 yeah. years ago. Sling Blade got made because of the character. Think about this. Um, uh, Napoleon Dynamite got made because of that character, right? So there's big original yeah. characters in these movies. Whiplash, villainous character. So... You know, you could learn from You're that. You're talking about the teacher. Yeah, you could either learn from that or say like, oh, I see what people are responding to in these films. Don't you want to tell a story that is universal, like take DNA out of this dinosaur oh, bone? God, here we go. <laughs> I take DNA out of this dinosaur Jesus. bone. I create a dinosaur and, and then I create a park and then the dinosaurs get out and mayhem ensues you know what's funny you bring that up as i was reading some today about jurassic plants Park. no about plants and how they're able to extract dna and these plants started growing again of these these fossilized plants or some shit like that so it's similar to that this is real life i'm not it's not your jurassic park life bitch. will find a way but yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go hey but on this show we're going to be doing a pitch fest we're yeah. going to be doing we're going to be pitching our ideas for our own movie that we're going to raise the money for it could be a short it no, could be a, a feature short. it's a short That's i'm just it. saying i, make, I don't want to see make a short. i don't want to see you and david dave running around sweating getting like <laughs> subway sandwiches for everybody in the middle of like 101 degree weather I, why no one, that's filmmaking no one right, wants to see it's, and running camera and boom at the same yeah. time no bro filmmaking is when you could just sit there and talk about a character in a scene for a couple of hours and figure out what the <laughs> subtext is. Wow. Dude, have you ever worked wow. with Lopez? That ain't happening. You That's try to talk true. about him. Talk to him about his character. Be like, what are you talking about? Let's go. I got. I got to go to the gym, dude. I got to <laughs> get out. Of here. Hey Sam, can I get out of here like at two? <laughs> no, we're well, working until eight. <laughs> <laughs> Your call time is one. You want to leave in an hour? Yeah, I'm gonna go bus one. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bust one of that eat. The debate of whether it should be a short or feature continues. Let's let's get so in, let's get so let's beat. yeah let's get into pitching. Uh, if you're listening, get your pencil and paper. <laughs> Here we go, pencil and paper. I'm gonna go with 2022. I'm gonna pick up my phone right. that has my yeah. notes. But but definitely uh, listen up. You know we're gonna be pitching ideas, and some of the ideas are gonna be good. Some 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 of our ideas will not be great, or they won't get across, or we'll forget what we're saying or whatever but this is going to be live and and for real and no editing so that's um, it so who wants to go first do you guys want to rochambeau about it or should we row or should we just i got three what do you got david i said i got one so you go ahead what do you got Robert? i got, you got two. two since you got three go for it you get you knock one out um all right i'm gonna give you guys so i got a dark comedy i got a crime drama and another dark comedy 
Uh, let's Davey go. Dave, what Look, do you want to hear? Crime first? drama. Crime drama. Okay. It, uh, ironically, this is kind of a play on Taxi Driver. Okay. It's called Alternate Route. It's called Uber Driver. It's, no, I'm kidding. Well, go, go, go. Yeah. Go. After losing his teenage son to suicide, followed by losing his job as a decorated LAPD detective, this distraught and insomniac ex-cop attempts, ex-cop attempts to put his life back together by taking a job as a driver for a high-end car service. Uh, that By day and at night, because he can't sleep, he does a ride-sharing. So the two worlds take a toll on this already damaged soul, and when he overhears one of his most powerful and influential clients is running an after-hours prostitution ring using trafficked teens for LA's elites, he, he has had enough. Not able to go to the cops, he decides to take the matters into his own hands, even if it costs him his life. So it's kind of a little vigilante. It's super vigilante. I like that. No, so that was my pitch. Alternate routes. Okay. Nice. Nice. Like it. Love the vigilante idea. All right. So mine's going to be real quick. Okay. And cool. I like real quick. I, I've, shared, I've shared with Robert a little, a little okay. taste. So I'll share with Tootie and our audience here. So, <clears throat> so uh, picture this. Picture this. Uh, could be inner city. Uh, I would say m- maybe like middle-aged gentleman. It could be young, 30s maybe. Um, he's got, um, he's involved with some, some gangs. He's not on the right, on the right path. Um, he gets into some trouble. And then uh, he ends up um, either shooting or stabbing somebody in the heart. Okay. Goes away. Uh, you know, whatever happens in jail happens in jail. Uh, he could find some reform inside, whether it be through Jesus, through a mentor, something like that. He, he does his bid. He comes back out. Uh, he tries to reacquaint with his family, you know, reunite. And then, um, you know, he's out and about. He's on his pr- parole, probation, whatever it is. And then uh, he comes across a situation where, you know, uh, it could have been, I don't know, maybe like a robbery in place or, you know, another shooting uh, happened while he was in the midst. And then um, there was a bystander who was just, you know, around. And um, this guy has like a heart attack. And then he sees that and um, he goes and helps him. Maybe he learns something in jail, you know, how mm-hmm. to save a life. Oh, that's cool. And, um, you know, he uh, does maybe like a CPR type move on him and mm-hmm. saves a guy's life. Cool. Could nice. it be like a Shawshank Redemption sort of thing? Um, like you can add add some sort of bells and whistles to it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he, it's just up and down. So maybe he goes to jail for some good reason. Well, well, no, my, he my somebody. My thinking is paying attention. No, no. But I mean, maybe the death of that person is not clear, right? Not like you know, people can kill someone in like that right, act right, of right, passion right. Yes, or whatever, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's, that's great. Shawshank Redemption. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's the same well, kind of thing. He was framed. Dufresne was framed. Right. right. So there's lots of different ways to right. set up your murder, right. So that it's not just a straight like Gang. somebody king some killed yeah, somebody, right. right? There could be like yes. some elements to that, Absolutely. and then he can learn something in prison, and then it can go full circle to the end. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Yeah. See, see how see what we did there. That turned into a, both pitches. <laughs> very, very good. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you guys a short... I, w- I was thinking about this. I think I already told you guys about this one. But it's um, it's not a comedy. It's kind of a dark comedy. It's about a comedian, male comedian. He's in his 20s. 
He's horrible, a horrible comedian. In fact, he gets angry all the time, always gets in fights. Anyway, he's on stage, opening scene. He's on stage. He's doing his comedy. He's bombing. People are throwing shit. They're heckling. But he notices out of the corner of his eye, there's a girl sitting in the corner with an older man, and she's laughing her ass off, right? She's dying laughing. Like, she's knocking over drinks like crazy loving this guy and in so he keeps like doing his thing and everyone's hating him and they're all heckling and she's cracking up so he finds it kind of interesting and fairly sexy right that someone likes him that much she's sort of cute so anyway he finally gets thrown off the stage and gets thrown you know he gets into a fist fight on his way down the thing and ends up knocking over the girl's table and she's dying still laughing her ass off right so anyway so he goes back and he's in the bathroom cleaning himself up wiping the blood off his forehead and the guy that's with that girl goes into the bathroom and says hey um i want to hire you and he's like what are you talking i'm gonna kick your ass what are you doing like are you heckling me he's like no no i'm not heckling you my daughter who's laughing her, her head off out there loves you thinks you're terrific and she's got a terminal terminal illness and um and i just want you to hang out with her and i'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars for how long he's like i don't know the answer to how long yeah so he thinks about it and he takes the job right because he just got banned from whatever comedy store he was at so he ends he shows up the next day and you know, he starts hanging out with this girl. Needless to say, they fall in love. Um, and it's a very tough situation. But through it all, they end up, you know, she encourages him to continue to do comedy and to maybe adjust it a little bit, but really not to change because he reminds her of like the Lenny Bruce's and, you know, the crazy comedians. So um, anyway, they have like, we do a montage of like this great, you know, five month period that they spend together. He actually becomes a funnier person because of her and he becomes a lighter person and his life starts to make sense a little bit. Of course, we have the issues of that he's being paid, right? That eventually she finds out and causes a big ruckus, right? Because she wasn't, she didn't know that that happened. The week comes when she's getting very ill. She's kind of ending up in the hospital, but what he gets a call from the comedy store and they're like, Hey, we want to book you in the big room. We heard you're really funny. And you know, we want you to do your own show. And he was, he finds it odd, but he's like, this is my dream come true. So I'm going to do it. Right. So she's like really excited for him. And her health is really going down now. She's looking kind of white and she's can't leave her room. And anyway, so he goes the night of his show you know, he had been talking to her about what he was going to do and, you know, how he was going to do it. And he goes on stage and, you know, he starts his show and people are laughing, like really laughing, like the whole broom's really laughing and cracking up. And and you, you kind of flash to her in the hospital, you know, where her last moments are happening. And he he realizes that he's actually not that funny. So he starts to know that it's very possible that she booked this for him <laughs> and paid for the whole thing and that it's all a setup. Yeah. So he starts telling really bad jokes on purpose and he starts to notice people are laughing. So he drops the mic, runs down, gets out, can't get a taxi because he doesn't have a car, can't get an Uber. He starts running and of course it should be raining maybe. It's independent, no money, so it's not raining. But, so he's running, and he ends up at the hospital, and he walks in, and it's like you know her last moments, and 
he walks in and just becomes, you know, becomes a completely different person because of her and realizes how much she loved him and what she did for him. And it changes his life. And then that's where the movie ends. And I don't know if I'm going to, if we get, if we do it, I would add, uh, get a writer to sort of find an ending that pushed us a year in the future Yeah, where, you know, maybe he's a success or maybe he's still, you know, having fights in her behalf. I don't know. That's it. That's the pitch. Nice. Yeah. I like it. As much as I like that idea, I think it's a very hard movie to make because the comedian Don't has to be right. Don't talk yourself out of your own the pitch, comedian fool. Has you can't to be, do that. The comedian <laughs> has to be great. The girl has to be great. And you have to really believe that she likes yeah. him. You know, it can't be acted. You know, you have to believe that they have a connection, yeah. which I think in the end is really what it was all about. It was a connection. Yeah. And he needed her as much as she needed him. Yeah. And the money didn't matter. And it really wasn't about the money. It was about like finding himself in someone else's eyes. And, you know, some, sometimes you just need someone to like you some or to like what you're doing yeah. so that you can realize that you're worth something. And I think that's what the story is about. My mom's like that. She likes what I'm doing. But anyway, so that's my pitch. You go. I liked it. Yeah. All right. What do you got? A dark comedy? Yeah, I got, I got dark. I got two dark comedies. Which one you want? Want me to pick one? One yeah. of them you guys have already heard. Pick the best one. Well, they're both really fuck, dude. If you want me to pick the best, it's like picking chill, kids. Chill, I chill, mean, my chill. kids are amazing. Um, <laughs> dying to know, I've already pitched you guys, but I'll pitch it again. But I'm gonna pitch you. I'll pitch you guys. Dying to know. When an aging mob boss walks away from the witness protection program after two decades, he's left to fend for himself. His many identities while in the program begin to haunt him, and when dementia sets in, things go from bad to worse. With no protection from the federal government. This once powerful crime boss is discovered and the stale contract on his life kicks back in. But when his assailant, contracted to kill him, takes pity on the mentally ill old man after recently watching his own father succumb to the same disease, he, desi- he decides to help him in his last weeks of life. Does a hitman with a heart and a dark past get credit with God for his good deed or is it a deadly mistake? Can a tiger change his stripes or does a vicious crime boss become a boss by doing the unthinkable and unsuspected. That's actually That's that could cool. be a great short. That could be a great short. It's it's, it's feature. Kind of, it's it's a kind of it's a it's an acting piece. Yeah. That's 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 why you take your time with something like that. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it's nice. Good job. Um, what do you like about that story? Reset. Um, obviously the genre I'm a fan of, you know, I like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I got the idea from a podcast with a guy named, uh, Frank Collada when he was saying he was in witness protection for decades and he started to forget who he was and he finally left. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. He didn't have dementia, but I just kind of started thinking, what if this guy had dementia? And so I like the whole thing about a guy being hiding out from his true identity and then saying, screw it, I'm just going to live my life. Um, but then his past comes back to haunt him, you know what I mean? And then, you know, with the hitman coming to kill him, uh, you know, he's dealing with his own demons. you got this frail old man who's de- who has He can dementia. turn it around at the very end, right? Well, yeah. He could turn around and be like, I know exactly who I am, I pull out a gun it. and shoot that dude. Exactly. So he's been playing him the whole time. Or, he, or he hasn't. He just decided at that moment he had a, like some type of clarity and he realized who he was i'll tell you what that is that's a writer's piece 
I think that could be very cool. I think that's awesome. That's a neat idea. Wow. Did you hear that, Davey Dave? We got this. Hey, make sure we're recording. (laughs) Roberts just said, wow, I think that's a great idea. And I, Tootie, pitched that. Okay. That was a good idea. Oh, you just have to. That that has to be written really well. All right. So uh, I've got one more. This might be. Actually, do you have another one? No, I don't. Go for it. Okay, so I have one more. This, this, I'm going to try to make this short, but it's going to feel long. That's okay. We take your time. Take your okay, time. here we go. This is called Revenge of the Mexican. It, it opens to a guy named Phil Schuster. He's likely Jewish. He's driving a Range Rover. He's singing, having a good time. He pulls into a Starbucks parking lot. He parks sideways, like really off in a handicap zone. He pulls out his handicap sticker. He puts it out. He's obviously not handicapped. He gets out of his car and he's heading. Oh, he leaves everything sort of in you know his phone. He leaves a briefcase. Got everything sort of out there. He gets out of his car, and this homeless guy goes, "Hey, sir, uh, can, I'll watch your car for a dollar." And Phil turns around and says, "You know what? I don't need you to watch my car for a dollar. A car's worth a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I've got three different." anti-theft things on it i've got lojack on there i've got viper on there i've got things that you don't even ever even understand things i got from nasa that's how (laughs) that's how great this car is he says so i don't need you watching my car for a dollar i'm gonna go get my coffee now phil runs inside the place enter javier casillas handsome latino man driving a lowrider car spots the range rover Pulls in behind the coffee shop, parks his car. He happens to have a a screwdriver in the ignition. He gets out of the car. He's walking over to the Range Rover, and he looks at the homeless guy and says, are you watching this car? He's like, as a matter of fact, I am not watching that car. He's like, okay. So he goes over. He's about to steal it, and the guy goes, oh, 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 wait. It's got Viper, Lojack, and some shit from NASA. He's like, ooh, okay, thanks. So he does a couple of things, jumps in the car, takes off. Car's gone. Phil Schuster comes out with his coffee, some kind of macchiato ice thing, and he walks over and he's like, I parked my car right here. And he looks over at the guy, goes, where's my car? He's like, I have no idea. I was not watching it. So Phil's like, so he runs inside, borrows a phone he knows that he left his phone in the car so he calls his own phone and javier casillas decides i'm gonna answer the call hello this is your car thief and phil schuster's like look i understand you stole my car i work for a huge corporation and i'm supposed to deliver this pitch today which is this big movie that we're making and i need you to bring my car back right away and i don't know how we're going to do this i'm not going to report you i'll maybe i'll give you i'll give you a thousand dollars i give you a thousand dollars you bring my car back right now he's like well look um i work for a big corporation too and this car is on their list and i have to take it so i'm sorry this is uh it's not going to be a negotiable situation i gotta go he goes hey well hang on he goes I, there's a manuscript on the front seat and i need that so maybe we can make a deal you bring the manuscript back he goes javier's like well why don't you what's what are you pitching what's the what's the story he's like oh my god dude <laughs> i'm not gonna pitch you my story you're a car thief like what, what? he's like look just pitch me the story tell me the story if i like the story maybe i'll bring your car back He's like, okay. He's like, it's this zombie apocalyptic movie where they're in an ice glacier and this virus gets out and it's infecting people and it creates zombies and the world becomes an apocalypse and that's what's going on in the movie. And Javier's like, huh. He goes, you know, I have a 
I love zombie movies. He goes, but you know, wouldn't it be better if the virus came from a pyramid in Mexico, right? Where the Aztecs created some sort of um, virus back in the day to combat people, but it was so evil that they had to seal it in a pyramid. And then present day, like some Indiana Jones, Latino, handsome Latino guy, uh, actor plays an Indiana Jones character and they release it and everyone's turning into zombies except for Mexicans. That's a better idea, Phil. He's like, look, man, he goes, obviously you're a car thief. You're not a filmmaker. Leave the filmmaking to me. He goes, look, I'll make you an associate producer. Bring me my car back. I'll make you an associate (laughs) producer. I'll give you five points on the back end. He's like, look, Phil, I know producers get seven points on the back end. So he's like, I'll tell you what. I understand. You got you, you to gotta pitch. You're not listening to me. That's fine. Um, there's a lowrider behind the coffee shop. There's a screwdriver in it. Go ahead and light that thing up. Meet me at the King Taco in East Los Angeles. We'll trade cars and we'll call it a day. You, seems like you have a pretty interesting movie. I still think you should consider making a Latino because it's very hip today. Phil gets into the lowrider, turns it on with the, uh, with the screwdriver, and... Three seconds later, a police officers pull over, pull him over, arrest him, take him to jail. This was all set up by Javier, by the way, because he, he called immediately and said, hey, I lost my car and it's, I think it's behind the Starbucks. Javier decides to take the meeting that Phil was going to take at the studio at Universal. He shows up in the Range Rover. He goes to the gate. He says, hi, I'm Javier Casillas. I'm with... Uh, Schuster Pictures or whatever the name of the company is. And I'm going to be, uh, I have a big pitch today about a zombie movie. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, is Phil, Phil Schuster is supposed to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here in place. For, Phil's not feeling well today, so I'm taking his place. So they park him. They valet park him. He shows up. He walks upstairs. He's, there's, you know, uh, there's a meeting room with 15 executives. They're all white, of course. And he's got a long hair, so he puts it in a ponytail. It's funny because the, the, the assistant comes up to Javier and goes like, hey, uh, can I get you a cup of coffee, water, or Coke, or anything? He's like, yeah, can I get a cup of coffee and um, a little skim milk, just a little bit of skim milk and uh, one Splenda? Okay, picture this. It's a movie called Revenge of the Mexicans. And it's about a zombie apocalypse that starts with the Aztecs. Anyway, he pitches the whole thing. And all of these executives are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is exactly what the world is looking for. What happens is he ends up pitching and selling the pitch. And that's where the movie ends. <laughs> what happens to fucking Phil Schuster? Phil Schuster got arrested and fired. <laughs> He's still in prison? <laughs> He's out. No, I mean, look, if the, mo- if the movie went on, what happens is Javier Casillas goes to the offices of the production company right, 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 right. and says, hey, Phil Schuster got arrested. He's been doing drugs and stealing cars, and I don't know what to tell you. So the exec, so the president of that company goes, "I knew it. I knew Phil was a loser." So they fire Phil, and he ends up, you know, on the outs, and they don't ever see him again. I like it. It has a little bit of a uh, trading places feel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. I mean, if it was a feature, you could have Phil Schuster. And Javier Casillas end up joining forces in the end if the studio's evil. But this isn't a feature. It's a short. So in the end, it's really just about wish fulfillment, right? It's about a guy who has the talent to be more than a car thief. And he ends up taking his opportunity when he sees it and ends up kind of ruining Phil's life. But the studio really likes his idea. Phil might have not have sold his. You never know. Yeah. Mike Addis wrote it. You guys know Mike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mike Addis wrote it. I've always been a big <clears throat> fan of it. Uh, and I called him and I asked him if I could pitch it. So 
If you're listening, Mike, thank you. Um, Dude, this pitch fest is getting good. It's getting good. It's getting good. All right. So me, how are we going to yeah. decide? So who's this is going to be hard who's to decide. decide? That's the real question. This is going to be difficult. I think we don't decide on the show. Let's think about no. it. Sleep on it. Yeah. Listen to the show. If you're listening to the show, send us your ideas via Instagram. Instagram. That's what we need. We need we need the audience to kind of like. I wonder if can we do a thing where on Instagram where you where people can pick they can say yes or no or check or something yeah. like that. Can yeah, we do that? Of course. Yeah. Well, if you if you like any of them, let us know. And then in the meantime, we us three should think about it. Yeah. And then maybe on the next show we'll pick what what's gonna, which one we're going to do. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. Also, I want to thank our friends over at extrememusic.com for always supporting the show. It's amazing how much support we get from uh, Russ Emanuel. Who will also be a part of uh, this project. Right? Yeah, he's going to be a part of this project because we're going to do all the music with ExtremeMusic.com. And uh, he's also going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks talking about what they're doing um, at Extreme Music. I just did a movie called Stepping in the Holiday where I used a lot of Extreme Music. Um, in fact, I told the editor only use extrememusic.com because you won't need anything else and that's how we found most of the music yeah. we did not use another site and mm. it really it really worked out for us um so thank you uh, russ thank you extrememusic.com if you're looking for music for your projects you gotta check them out they're amazing um there's nothing you can't find all types of music there for whatever it is that you're working on um all right well you're going to be directing um David Dave's going to be producing, so it's important that you... And acting. And acting. Um, and acting. So you have to... Well, if you're the director, then you get to cast David Dave. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, let's think about it. Let's think about what the best bang for our buck's going to be here. And, uh, you know, if investors might be listening, and if you know an investor that's interested in any of these ideas, send them the podcast. Tell them to pick one and contact us. We'll, uh, we'll work with anybody. You know what investors like, Robert? What's that? They like wine. Do they? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, tequila is what investors, the investors I've worked with like tequila, man. Anyway, that was a great job. Great pitches. Great ideas. Um, let's uh, think about them. And we will see you next time on Film Hustlers. We will be making a movie.